You're listening to the Michelangelo Signorelli Show on Sirius XM OutQ 108. Welcome back. I'm Michelangelo Signorelli on Sirius XM OutQ 108. Senator Jeff Merkley is the junior United States senator from Oregon. He was a five-term member of the Oregon Legislative Assembly, uh, representing House District 47, located in eastern Multnomah County. Uh, within the Portland city limits, served as the Speaker of the Oregon House of Representatives. He defeated two-term Republican incumbent Gordon Smith in 2008, and he has been on this program before. Today, he introduced the Employment Non-Discrimination Act, reintroduced a bill that would ban discrimination based on sexual orientation, gender identity, and expression all across the country. 29 states in this country still do not have protections that would um, make sure employers could not fire somebody uh, based on their being gay or transgender. And it has been 20 years that gay activists have been trying to get this uh, kind of legislation passed. We're hoping it'll happen this time around. Senator Merkley, welcome back to the program. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to be with you. You uh, spearheaded this. You co-sponsored this uh, legislation, bipartisan bill. Uh, Senator Tammy Baldwin, of course, she's been on the program many times, uh, first uh, openly gay person elected to the U.S. Senate. Senator Harkin, who's been very passionate, Democrat from Iowa on this issue, as well as Senators Kirk and Senator Collins, Senator Kirk of Illinois, a Republican, Senator Collins of Maine, also a Republican. Talk a bit about why uh, the decision was made to reintroduce this now in the Senate. Well, the, uh, the history on this, as you point out, goes back a long ways. You know, in 1996, we came within one vote of getting employment non-discrimination passed in the U.S. Senate. So that was 17 years ago. And the world's changed quite a bit. Since then, this bill is way overdue. This is about equality under the law. This is about fundamental fairness. This is about a pursuit of happiness. How can you possibly be a full member of society if you're discriminated against in getting a job? Uh, so uh, I, I just feel uh, a, a lot of enthusiasm uh, about the prospects. And the reason to reintroduce it is we're now in a new two-year cycle. And uh, with each two-year cycle, you have to put the bill back on the, on the table. Uh, last cycle, we, we had a very good hearing, but we didn't have a committee vote. Uh, this time, uh, Senator Harkin has said absolutely. He's committed. There will be a committee vote. I feel like uh, with the bipartisan uh, sponsorship uh, uh, out of the gate, we will, we will get it out of committee. And I think we can get the 60 votes uh, that will probably be required. 51 is all that's required for majority, but 60 if uh, people force us to have to uh, close debate. Uh, and I, I think we have a good chance of, of getting it done. Has Senator Reid uh, committed to having a floor vote? I mean, I know that you have to have the markup. It's got to get voted out of committee. You just said Senator Harkin's committed to getting a vote uh, in, the, uh, in the committee. Do you have any commitment from Senator Reid about getting a floor vote? Uh, no commitment. But, it, but that is not because uh, uh, he's hesitating. Uh, it's because the time hasn't come for him to speak to that. He needs to know that it's in committee, that the committee's lined up, and then I can start talking with him about, and as well as our other, get our other uh, lead sponsors uh, to, to carry the day. I, I, 
think there's a very, very good prospect for him putting this on the floor. Uh, to be able to to be this close to, uh, and by this close I mean we can we can just kind of taste it. Uh, to uh, a major civil rights advance and not have a floor vote would be a real tragedy. You talked about, of course, the 60-vote threshold. Um, This has obviously been an issue that's um, been daunting uh, on a number of issues, not the least of which just recently uh, the gun legislation. And it's 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 a tough slog. Uh, There's been enormous um, momentum on LGBT rights, though, in recent months. And uh, what we saw on marriage equality it was our heads were spinning in the last yeah. few weeks <laughs> as Democrats and then obviously two Republicans uh, senators came out for marriage equality. Do you think this has really changed the equation? I think it has. I think when the president uh, announced that he had completed his evolution on marriage equality, and he did it before the election, and he was reelected. Uh, people said uh, who hadn't kind of felt comfortable entering the political space said, "You know what? I know in my heart that where the 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 right position is, and I've 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 got a I've got no excuses. I got to get in there and and uh, and uh, and stand with the." Uh, with the the place that's that it holds in my heart that that is on the side of fairness for all Americans, and I just I, I think that that uh, issue uh, following on really from the change in the military. I mean, how how many reports have there been of great controversy in the military since the military decided to end "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" and and uh, have our GLBT members uh, full uh, fully serve uh, without threat of being expelled. I've heard nothing, really nothing, uh, uh, in terms of uh, that being a significant issue. And so here uh, people you know, had doom and gloom in their minds uh, about uh, the difficulty of such an institution working this out. They're working it out. Uh, and um, there was uh, a tremendous excitement about the, the fact that uh, w- we shouldn't uh, uh, stand in the way of people being with and recognized as being with the people that they they love. And uh, I feel unemployment, it just absolutely um, resonates for folks that this is right and fair. Many states do have these protections. Uh, 29 states do not. But even in the states where there are such protections, uh, it's still necessary to have federal protections. I was just reading today about in in your state, uh, in Oregon, a a high school principal uh, was fired, his contract not renewed because he said he was gay. Oregon has LGBT-inclusive employment statutes, and, and yet still that didn't cover him and the need for federal action sometimes is 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 something that you, you just cannot deny. Well, uh, I'll tell you, the law in Oregon should have covered him. And there may be an, an, an enforcement action that, uh, I mean, I don't know all the details of the case you're speaking to, but uh, I'll tell you, we, uh, we made it illegal to fire people. I was Speaker of the House. Uh, I fought for this bill, uh, and uh, that was in 2007. Uh, and uh, it banned all forms of in- employment and retail discrimination. Uh, so, um, uh, so I'm going to have to look into the, c- the case you just cited. But I, I can, I can tell you this: uh, things are changing fast in Oregon. We did have 
uh, situation where we had a military cemetery that was covered by federal law, not state law. And I called up uh, Secretary Shinseki and said that the, uh, the female veteran uh, who uh, had her, her longtime partner who was dying of cancer wanted to be buried together in, in the Willamette Cemetery, as had her parents. And, um, and they had on their marker, it, together forever, and her parents did. And she wanted to be with her loved one together forever. And uh, Secretary Shinseki granted uh, the first ever, and this was just a couple months ago, the first ever uh, permission uh, in that federal territory or federal land within Oregon. And uh, another, another, another step forward. But, but the point you're making about needing federal, absolutely. Our Constitution that, that lays out a promise of pursuit of happiness and e equality under law uh, is, is not a state-by-state -state, uh, document. And uh, while the court hasn't gotten there yet, and we'll see what happens with the cases they're currently looking at, uh, we should. We should as, as legislators. And I can tell you, when I was fighting uh, this, this fight in Oregon, I heard a lot of concerns. And once it was done, once we got in place in 2007, I've never had anyone come to one of my town halls, and I've, I've, I've held uh, hundreds since then, and ever express uh, concern or reservation about uh, fairness and equality in the state of Oregon. And my little girl, uh, not so little now, she's a sophomore in high school, she can't believe that a few years ago, you could be discriminated against in housing, in restaurants, in movie theaters, and in employment in the, in the state of Oregon. She can't conceive of a world that, where that was the case. And may it be so across our nation that our children will, will be bewildered by the fact that discrimination uh, existed uh, so recently. Yes, I mean, and, and she cannot believe it, your daughter, and yet uh, the shocking truth is that just literally across the border into Idaho, uh, where they have no protections, that can be done. Somebody can be fired because they're gay. Yes, and, and uh, as you pointed out, uh, approximately uh, uh, 30 states, uh, it's still, still legal to discriminate. You were talking about um, the bipartisan support. Senator Kirk uh, of Illinois, one of the two Republicans who uh, came forward on marriage equality, the other one is Senator Portman of Ohio, came out, of course, everybody knows uh, because of his son uh, coming out as, as gay, he said, uh, two years ago. It, it moved him and changed him. Have you spoken with him or had any commitment from any other Republicans about supporting this legislation? I've had an initial conversation uh, with him and, and told him I'd be following up as we filed the bill and uh, we haven't had a chance to talk at greater length. But I can tell you I've sat down with a number of Republicans uh, who, who have not come out publicly yet. They are still mulling what they're going to do, but I think uh, a very good chance they're going to be uh, supporting this bill. Whether that comes in the form of a co-sponsorship or an affirmative vote when we are, are on the floor is yet, yet to be seen. Uh, but I, I think that uh, our numbers will be uh, increasing. Uh, both in sponsorships uh, and and in a floor vote, than where we would have been had we had a floor vote uh, uh, even two years ago or four years ago. Hmm. My guest, Senator Jeff Merkley uh, of Oregon, uh, Michelangelo Cedarelli on Sirius XM Al Q 108. 
You were talking about the president and the way that his coming out for marriage equality really shifted momentum, uh, and I think it certainly helped in the states where it was on the ballot. Uh, it's helped in changing public opinion. It, it's done an, an enormous amount, and the president uh, gets kudos for that and, and certainly should be applauded for it. But activists have been perplexed and, and critical of the president on ENDA. They feel that the White House, you know, has said that they're going to be pushing hard on this, um, but hasn't done that in the past year. Have you had any uh, interaction with the White House on the bill and gotten a commitment from the White House on on really helping to spearhead it? My main interaction with the White House has been on their ability, the president's ability, uh, to, through administrative action, uh, end discrimination for government contractors. And uh, this uh, is, is something that could be done tomorrow. I think it would be a huge step forward. Uh, I've been in, encouraging the, the, the president and his team for, for several years to take such an action. Uh, and uh, I haven't, uh, haven't pursued well, it. You yet. spearheaded a letter um, that um, many other senators, Democratic senators, had signed on to uh, asking him to sign that executive order. Yes, yes, absolutely did, and, and um, continue to, uh, to raise it and, and push it. Uh, I, uh, I think at this point, the, 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 I don't see an indication the White House is, is moving on, on this issue. And should we pass ENDA, uh, maybe uh, the next action the, the president will take on this will be signing the law in the Oval Office to, uh, to enormous uh, uh, celebration. Uh, the, um, and I do, and when I say that, I do think that if we can put out a bipartisan bill out of the Senate, I think we have a chance in the House to move forward. And that's often uh, kind of the next hurdle, if you will. Yes, you get through the Senate, but can you get through the House? Well, I... I think that um, many of uh, my Republican colleagues, uh, House colleagues, who, uh, who have stood in the way of this type of uh, fight for fairness are realizing uh, that they're, they're, they're wrong. They're in the morally wrong position. Uh, they're on the wrong side of history. They're on the wrong side of, of the political movements. They're on the wrong side of connecting with, with our younger folks who just have no uh, space uh, for this type of, uh, of discrimination in our, in our society. So with all that in mind, I, I think we, we do have a chance of getting the, the bill uh, moving forward in the, in the House as well. Uh, of course, yes, the House uh, controlled by uh, the Republicans, but there's a belief now that with the Republican Party, even on the defensive on this issue, uh, that vote could happen. I, I want to go back, though, what you were saying about the president and how you know we could perhaps expect that if the, the bill gets passed, the president will certainly sign it. He has said he would sign it, would have a celebration, uh, it, it, certainly at the White House. But are you believing that the president is not really going to do the work in getting those votes in the Senate, getting votes in the House, really out there doing the work? Because that's the criticism that some of the uh, activists have put forth. Well, I would say in this case, I'm not critical of the, of the White House in that regard. And here's why. I don't think the White House is the key mover or momentum maker for the legislative vote. Uh, I think... Um, uh, our organizations that uh, believe in, in uh, fairness and equality are going to be the key in moving their particular home state senators. 
Uh, I believe that the uh, the conversation among uh, Senate colleagues uh, across the, the border, I know that uh, between the, the five original co-sponsors, we'll be talking with every single senator, will be a, a key factor. I don't think this is one where, I don't think this is an issue where the, the 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 presidential bully pulpit is going to make the difference. I think it I think it's going to be very much uh, uh, the the range of groups that believe in fairness and justice making themselves heard, and then a few key senators who can maybe some unexpected senators if they come out uh, and say I'm on board, it's time to do this, can really uh, create the space for a successful Senate vote. Uh, just on another issue that's sort of related to this, as we brought up a little bit earlier, but I mentioned in the gun legislation, a lot of talk now, again, about filibuster reform. Uh, it's certainly something you've talked about uh, as well. Where do you see um, that happening now in the wake of the really, um, I, I think many of us just enormously, um, you know, disappointing vote on uh, gun legislation? Yes, I'll, I'll tell you, here's the way the conversation has gone. Uh, two years ago, January 2011, uh, Tom Udall and I were pushing for bold reforms, and uh, we got a gentleman's agreement. That immediately was discredited. Uh, three months ago, in, in January, uh, we were pushing for bold reforms, and uh, instead we got a very modest or even small rules changes with the promise of comity, or ITY, <laughs> and uh, um, we didn't get comity. We immediately got an, a, an attack on the defense secretary nominee, the first ever filibuster of a defense secretary. Uh, we had a, a, a very highly qualified judge for the D.C. Circuit who was uh, rejected for for basically no reason. Uh, and uh, so the uh, this has opened the door to continuing this conversation, not waiting until January 2015, but engaging right now and, and saying clearly the modest changes uh, didn't do the trick, and we're, we're hurting the executive branch, we're undermining the judiciary, we're failing to, to be able to even get to the floor some of the key issues. The sequester bill, replacing sequester that's with, a, with a logical budget and a set of appropriations, uh, we couldn't get that bill even on the floor. In the case of the gun legislation, we got it on the floor, uh, but uh, we couldn't get the, the final uh, vote to close debate on, on the bill. And uh, so in every way, uh, I, I think there is just a growing level of frustration among groups outside the Capitol, and they're weighing in, a growing frustration among uh, my Senate colleagues, because we have a responsibility to respond to the issues facing America, and we are failing in that responsibility, and we are, we are allowing ourselves to fail by not, by not trying to change the dynamics of the way this place works. And here's the thing, the current rules and a current social contract, which is very different than it was when I first came here in 1976 as an intern, uh, basically mean that there is a huge temptation for the minority, rather than being part of problem solving, to drive paralysis. And they have, they have taken that uh, temptation and succumbed to it, and uh, that is a huge mistake to let the, the, uh, 
that, that that continue. We need the ideas from both parties, problem-solving mentality from both parties to take on these big issues. So I'm, I'm going to keep pushing on the filibuster reform, and I, I think that there is a large number of citizens and groups uh, and, and colleagues who are all absolutely convinced we've got to do a lot more. Absolutely. And what we need more than anything are leaders, uh, people like yourself who've led on filibuster reform and certainly leading on LGBT uh, equality. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for coming on the program. Oh, you're welcome. Pleasure to be with you. Thank yes. you. Uh, Senator Jeff Merkley of Oregon, who today introduced the Employment Non-Discrimination Act, banning discrimination if it's passed on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity. We're back in a couple of minutes. You're listening to the Michelangelo Seniorelli Show on Sirius XM LQ 108.